What's going on, everybody? This is Joshua Bishop, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name You wanna go where you can see That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers Where everybody knows your name Especially when we're debuting live on independentwrestling.tv this is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going to Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for AIW's Built to Last. I'm your host. I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Your ever listen is fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a review episode for AIW's Built to Last. And I am not alone on this episode. I am being joined by someone who you might hear for a couple of weeks straight. We have Charlie Butters. What's going on, man? It's going good. It's going good. Uh, we had a we had a pretty good weekend. Yeah, uh, this was a very wrestling heavy weekend for me, and uh, I loved every bit of it. You went to two shows. I went to one show, but I spent a lot of money at a toy show. <laughs> uh, I went to one show. Just, just uh, you. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. You did go to one. You watched I, another I show. Watched two shows. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I went Hasbro crazy. Yes, you did, and uh, it was pretty fun to to stand there and watch that happen. <laughs> uh, bought, I think, six figures from the. Uh, well, I almost said the Duke. Tom Dunn, because it's six figures, the Duke. But no, I bought six Hasbro figures from Tom Dunn, and or maybe not six. I bought enough, and they were, they were. Yeah, you bought a couple handfuls from a couple different people, so you you went pretty good with it. So, uh, let me see. I bought five, five from Tom Dunn, uh, Undertaker, Yokozuna, Tassels, Macho Man, and both both versions of Shawn Michaels uh, in the singles competition. Uh, I was those are probably the most excited I've ever been for a figure and. The Yokozuna Hasbro figure is so awesome because the thing is so fucking heavy and like no other big dude got figures like that. Like, yeah, Earthquake and Typhoon did, but they didn't have the mass that Yokozuna does. And I love it. Is he your new favorite? He is my new favorite. It used to be White Trunks Ultimate Warrior because he just looks so fucking jacked. But now having it in hand, like it's Yoko. And I kind of want to get uh, the other Yoko, the black and white one. But I think I don't think that one is very cheap at all. But I got I got black and red, and that was always my favorite Yoko. So, right on. 
And we also have Caden, who was never alive during the Hasbro series and probably doesn't even really appreciate them. Nope, not a nerd. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not a nerd. Um, how many wrestling DVDs do you own? Of how, no, no, no. Let, let's actually let's, let's. That's a big number. How many different? You want me to go count? I'll be back. No, no, no. Uh, we'll make it a little bit easier. How many different companies do you have of their DVDs? A lot. Yeah. I have more MP4s, though. I don't actually have room on the DVD shelf anymore. Because you're a nerd? Not at all. Not even close. How many? I might have, like, I don't want to say a lot of Hasbro's. I have a good, a decent amount. Uh, how many wrestling figures do you have? A lot. Yeah, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, is your favorite pot figure the Brock Lesnar one? Away. Don't start. Don't start. I hate Brock Lesnar, but here's the pop on my shelf. Uncle Pop is cool. He's up pretty high. He's not like bottom shelf. He's like, he's toward the top. I'll change that. <laughs> I mean, we have Enzo and Cass at the bottom because I'm a good person. <laughs> I would say uh, they'd be better in the trash, but. Uh, I still have mine, but I think they're they're in storage. And you can't teach that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the I'm not getting too back much into it. But yeah, I, lo- I love the Hasbro series. So to have have a good amount, I think I, I left with ten. So and uh, I've I've actually hit Tom Dunn up and said, "Hey, which ones do you have left?" I kind of want to know. So I could be adding more to that. But anyway. We're not here to talk about all that. It was a fun day at Toy Hio. There is another one coming up in June. There will probably be a wrestling show right around that time. It'll, it might get mentioned, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, especially if you're in the Northeast Ohio area, it was a fun show. Charlie, that was your first Toy Hio. What did you think? Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, it was everything I kind of figured it would be. Um, and I got a couple good deals on some stuff I was looking for, and uh, it was it was really nice. I, I really like the setup, and I'll definitely go back. I just somewhat regretted dressing up like a Ghostbuster <laughs> in between. Yeah, I ended up holding half half of your equipment <laughs> for you so that you didn't, you know, lose anything. Because I was trying to go through the bin, and you just have so many so much shit on a fucking belt. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I need to hold some shit. And then on top of all, like, towards the end, I started, like, pouring sweat. I'm like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I felt like a parent that was taking <laughs> its, his child. Trick-or-treating? Uh, trick-or-treating, yeah. <laughs> and I did have bags full of shit. If I only it does make sense then. If I only went up to that horror vendor and bought something from Trick or Treat, he would have been perfect. No, we had to have the argument with a Kevin Smith fan and and all his hatred of the new film. So you know, I don't know. I plugged my ears for that one. Yes, you did. You you had to ear muff it. Yeah, it was literally like my ears were plugged. I was like, mmm, the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're definitely like the, my kid that day because he even had to earmuff it while we were, all the adults talked. So, <laughs> and, and aren't I older than you? Uh, I'll be I think th- oh maybe I'll be 34 at the end of next month by a couple months. Okay, because I'll be 34 in August. So okay, I got, I got a good six months on you. So close to you. <laughs> 
Anyway, this is uh, once again not toy talk, but we're not going <laughs> as much. It's a wrestling podcast. We swear. No, it's not. We talk about everything on this fucking show. Um, Off the rails. If it's an interview, we talk food. Keep um, it up. We're gonna we're gonna get Steve Guy on here to moderate us. <laughs> Moderator of sorts. Said he was one of the. He was the best. Well, yeah, because well, I originally thought you were the best, but then fuck no, I'm not. You know, all the yeah, but see where we're at right now. So now it's like it's just default to to Steve Guy. I don't know, Steve Guy I mean, has it, Steve Guy has some uh, Justin Summers moments. <laughs> oh, his, uh, uh, there uh, the one uh, from this week was was really great. Like he really made me laugh really hard when when uh, Worldwide was going off about not being able to smoke outside. <laughs> Yes. Talking about it being Germany. Oh, my God. Steve Guy got me real good. All right. Let's talk about Built the Last. And uh, I think there were some good wrestles on this show. There was. Charlie did not have to wait outside in the cold weather as we all huddled inside uh, at least. To a little tiny area <laughs> before you actually go into the Odeon. Yeah. Uh, eventually, people stopped going in there and they did keep waiting outside. But uh yeah, we, we managed to do that for a while. Just a tip, when you have to, to try to keep warm like that, it helps to get naked and and, 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 and spoon that way. So <laughs> It wasn't as bad as NXT two years ago. Caden knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. That might be <sighs> one of the worst weights ever outside of like cold weather, hot weather, uh, it, it's its own. Talking about cold weather, there's a prime show I can think of that was pretty bad. Yeah, cold weather. Uh, that's why I don't go to the NXT in Cleveland anymore because it's usually during the cold weather season, and I, I refuse to freeze for. Show. I refuse to freeze for three hours waiting outside. Paul wants you to freeze, and so you freeze. Rule. But they didn't. Didn't they just have the one in Warren in January? What's the difference? An that hour. one. Well, the last, well, the last time, the well, the first time I went, when they had that, the uh, it was actually really nice out. And then plus, there's a uh, little entrance that, like, if you get there reasonably early, like not super early, but like an hour before, you can stand in there, and it's nice and warm. So, at least that's what I did the last time. But I haven't been in a while. I don't. My money goes to to the indies. It doesn't go to the the corporate wrestling machine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well. Kind of sort. He did go to all in. Maybe not corporate, corporate, but you know, it it was getting there. Pre pre corporate. Double standards. Pre pre corporate. It 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 wasn't there yet. It was pre corporate, but the the train was a running, and it was going straight for corporate. But it was the last one I went to that was like that. So Um, everything since has been an indie, and that's where my heart is. So I mean, I'll go to NXT. That's like kind of where. NXT or just like I, I don't mind going to house shows. House shows are fun. I'll go to a WWE house show. I like watching it. I just don't care for the live experience. I don't care for the fans at the live experience that much. So, I mean, independent shows aren't too much better. I don't know, man. Like I'm, we've really had these used conversations. To, like, the crowd that we have now, I don't have to really like at AIW. I don't have to hear some of the stuff that I hear at a at a WWE show. So. The, the crowd that I kind of hang out with at AIW, there's none of that. It's more other stuff. So I just have people ask me if I got my house of hardcore tickets yet. That's that's all I know. 
<laughs> horrible, horrible inside joke that I shouldn't be sharing on the show because people... two people here get it. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about AIW built the last, which was on IWTV as a whole. Charlie, how was the stream? Uh, there were no hiccups. Uh, everything was perfect uh, in that aspect. Um, I had it on my TV uh, playing, and there was it was a little grainy here and there, but like I never lost signal, anything like that, which so I was really happy about that. Um, there was uh, another company on Sunday. Uh, they. Well, I lost the stream like halfway through for, for a good couple minutes and I had to reset everything to kind of get back into it. So, uh, for this being the first AIW stream on IWTV, there was no hiccups that I could really tell. Uh, everything looked good. They had the opening promo packages, which was real cool, um, to be able to see, um, a lot of good stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, that's good to hear. I know I've watched a couple IW. TV streams. I know one in particular was really, really spotty, and I don't think it was just me. Uh, but was it a recent one? Yeah, I do believe. I think I know what from you're referring to. Um, but it's a lot of the stuff I think is going to be a work in progress, and some of it could potentially be just some of these venues that that they're they're going at. Agora. A lot of are going to be the venue. Yeah. Ninety-five percent of venues don't actually have good internet or internet at all, so that's always fun. So with AIW running the Agora or the Odeon, or, or wait a minute, Odeon, the, Odeon. the Odeon. Odeon. You're good. You're good. We were just talking about NXT. That's why. But uh, yep. the Odeon top concert venue, and at least we know that. I mean, they, we've ran how many IWTV or uh, Fight TVs from there, so everything was top notch. Uh, I it was kind of cool to be able to come home and rewatch some things, like the next day. Shit, that night. But I let's say you're not going to go home at one thirty in the morning and rewatch the show back. I didn't do that, but um, somebody texted me who was watching the show and told me something, and it didn't. I don't think it was right. And then I went back and watched it, and yeah, the the person was wrong. Yeah, take that person, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, there was a lot going on, okay? Are That's you... AIW. That, that happens. I, I will say my only negative that I had, which really isn't a negative, is the lighting was kind of weird. It was my first time seeing uh, uh, a, sh- a show on TV from the Odeon and not being there live. Um, so that was kind of like the lighting was kind of weird. But like, That's not you. That's not only you. A lot of people said the lighting was weird. But I let it made the it was interesting and but there was like shadows in the ring and that's what kind of threw me off because it was like kind of dark in certain areas of the ring. But I thought overall it was it was fine. Like once I got used to it after like a match or two, then it was fine. Like I, it didn't really bother me anymore and like everything just flowed real good. So I thought it was fine. I, I noticed a little bit about that. Uh, it seemed like the lighting was better from the stage when they showed that angle. There was like. Parts where uh, in between segments where like the the house lights would come on and then it would kind of look a little normal, but it didn't look as cool as when they had the other lights. So like between the two choices of having the house lights on or having the, the lights they had for the matches, I would have stuck with what they had with the, the lights during the matches over the house lights. So yeah. they gave it a unique feeling. 
All right, let's uh, get in a little bit about the show. Unfortunately, Charlie has no real information on the pre-show, but Caden and I do. There were two... Two very, very different matches. Yes. And uh, the pre-show started off with Bulking Season versus two members of the Lost Boys, Adam Slade and Lee Vi Everett. I was pumped. I love the Lost Boys. I love Levi Everett. Um, what were your thoughts on this match, Caden? It was an interesting way to start the show off. Once it got going, though, it was fun. Yeah. If that's a fair way to put it. It was a match that really tore me apart because I love bulking season and I love the Lost Boys. And I was you like... You didn't know who to root for. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Why? You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Anyway, um, bulking season did get the win after a double splash. Double splash deal, which probably has a name. They have to have some name for it. I'm not good at coming up with names, or else I probably would have named it something. The other uh, match, which I I don't think we're going to have much to say about it, but we had Derek Director versus... What's his first name? Kenway. It's he no longer has a first name. It's just oh, it's just the okay. Kenway. Okay, the Kenway. He's evolved. Kind of like Warhorse. Yeah, yeah, for a comparison. Versus, versus, say it right. That's too late. I ain't doing it. Uh, <laughs> versus Charlie Tiger versus Nick. Nick Ando. Ando, yes. Um, New York guy. Yes, so, uh, pretty much. Derek, obviously, being the local guy, the Kenway, he's he's been popping around. Second AIW match. Second he's a- not been back to the Akron show last year. Yeah, but he's he's been around. I've seen him in, in other companies, so I was familiar with he's him. Doing but the, stuff. Yeah. Charlie and Nick are two people that I, I literally look over kid. I'm like, what the fuck are their Twitter handles? I have no idea who these dudes are. I knew one of them. I should know and knows Twitter. I should have known Charlie because it's uh, like his names on his pants. And I always say this about wrestlers: um, if your name isn't in your Twitter handle or your little display profile name, change it. Unless you are a widely known wrestler, it's hard for anybody who's never heard of you to find you. Hard for Justin Summers to find your Twitter handles. Well, no, I, I look at it like this. If you're at a, if you're at a, a show and um, or even if you're watching like on TV and this wrestler pops up and you're like, oh, OK, let me let me try to find your Twitter handle. OK, OK. You type in the name and like nothing comes up because they don't have their name in their Twitter handle or their display name. Sometimes you can do a search, but I mean, don't you want to when you want people to be able to find you? Here's a thing more companies start doing. Put the wrestler's Twitter handle on their little name bar during their intro. It's a little detail, but it can help out a lot. But it won't help us in the real world. places can't even get the names right on them. I've seen Danhausen (laughs) separated how many times, so come on. That's a little bit much to ask them. Yeah, but... An idea. But yeah, it's an idea. I mean, WWE did it for how long? But I'll say one thing. When you're, you're a bigger wrestler... Like, if you're in WWE um, or right now with AEW, I think people are going to be able to find you a lot easier no matter what. But when you're an up-and-coming name on in independent wrestling, you might be de- debuting in a new market. If people can't find you, then like you're not 
you're not doing it right. At least that that's my own opinion. I'd love to hear what other people think, especially like wrestlers and everything. Like I, I get like why you want to put your personality in it, but I always look at it as like, I want to find who you are. I want to keep following you. You've been you. wrestling for six months. Don't have some overly complicated Twitter handle. Just have it your name or something involving your name. Yeah. Like it does get annoying when like wrestlers change their Twitter handle. And, <laughs> and you're so used to one. Yeah. But I will say like most, I start to get used to them. It, it might take me a little bit. Like PB's changed his Twitter handle. I don't know how many times, but he's now got really? a to Huh? Three times, I think. Yeah. But now he still has it has it where you type in PB, it's going to pop up. So that's one thing I do like. But anyway, that's just my own little little rant. Um, nothing much to kind of say about this match. Um, Charlie Tiger was injured during the match. Um, kind of like. He is OK, though. Yeah, he, he is OK. I was going to just kind of describe it. Did he hit his head on the side of the ring? Was it? I think it was the side of the ring yes and i'm not 100 sure it was real weird uh the base of the way to describe it he was on the floor for a a while and we had to get people um gathered around trying to figure out if he was okay uh if he needed help he might have been knocked out for a little while we don't 100 know pretty sure he was yeah well we don't know just don't know for sure i'm not trying to speculate too much but we'll say they're, he's they're, okay though so yeah he, that's a good thing he uh, they, they were able to help him up and then he was able to get to the back on his own and I do think he went to the hospital later in the night he did so, right after that match where I was told so all all good for him we, d- we do hope to see him back in the IW um, he's very very good that match might not have shown it but he's solid he, I felt like there was some nerves when there was some jitter because I think he had that in another spot where it looked like he messed up or something, but he didn't. So I just think that, that just speculating that might have been my opinion of what first match in a new place that's going to happen. Oh yeah, and then like if, I, I feel like with a lot of these wrestlers when they do manage to get a match in AIW, there's there's going to be a little bit of nerves because this is, I mean, this is a pretty big company now we're getting a lot bigger than we were back in the turner's holidays so even like two years ago oh god yeah that has I mean, grown a lot so um the finish to the match it we're not sure if it was a referee stoppage with this or they did kind of do a pinfall kenway onto Derek, which was kind of no, a thing vice versa was it vice versa yeah okay uh i just wasn't trying to describe it yeah, so that's all we had, and that was the uh, the how we ended the pre-show. So I think all in all, uh, definitely more excited about that first match. I mean, even if that match the would have ended properly, I think you know just having the Lost Boys in AIW, even if it's a pre-show match, and I'm hoping we get maybe in Akron, maybe sometime after WrestleMania, we get an actual show spot for either Levi or the Lost Boys. I think that would be awesome. The time, it'll happen. It's going to take a minute. Definitely think uh, Mance is going to vouch for Levi. So, I think A lot of people vouch for him now. I, I, think, yep. I think a lot of people have vouched for Levi for even before this weekend. I think uh, Levi is one of those dudes who he stands out at a wrestling show. And I was happy is a big plus nowadays. So I was happy he he got a shot when he did, 
back at Hell on Earth, and he seems to be getting at least some sort of shot every month. And the cool thing was is when he, which not cool, but when he first debuted at that show, I think he might have been the first person out, and there was very little reaction. Which, for fans like me, Charlie, and Caden, it was like, oh shit, Like we love this dude. What's going to happen? And we just kind of got looked at funny. Yeah, which which does happen sometimes in AIW, but there was also, you know, the Kevin Nash signing, and not everybody was in at this point. You know, people, you know, were still trickling in. But when he was at UXWA the next night, completely over, and I think he's been over ever since uh, in this market. So hopefully more from Levi Everett. Uh, and even uh, addition of having the Lost Boys, uh, at least one form of the tag team here. So that was... Uh, it's pretty awesome to see where he's gone from there. So after this, we ended up starting the actual show on independentwrestling.tv. And uh, whew, started off with a banger. Zach Thomas versus Chase Oliver. What were your thoughts on this match? Because we haven't heard from you for a while. Charlie Butters. Uh, this is a great way to start off the show. Um, a lot of high energy going into it. I definitely thought... Um, Zach ate that guardrail real bad on his dive. Uh, yeah, yeah, your video is uh, was a real good angle of it. The other angle made it look just as devastating when it happened. Uh, Chase flew all over the place. Uh, this is really my – I've seen him two other times at a, at a smaller promotion. This is my real like first exposure of him in AIW – uh, back from injury and and doing all this stuff and he was very impressive. His shooting star press is one of the prettiest I've ever seen. Best uh, man wrestling. Yeah, I, I mean it's it. I mean, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, him being out for a year and a half, he can still do pretty much everything he was doing before, if not more than he was. When when this match was said and done, I wanted to start a you still got it chant. But the thing is, and th- th- this was in my train of thought immediately before even trying to start it, is normally you still got it, Chance, or for somebody who hasn't wrestled in, like in years and they're they're a, you know a legend or a veteran, and right. you know they're they're coming back, so it's like oh man, like you mean you still got what you used to have. And Chase, it's not the same. But I, what I was trying to express, and I even told this told him this after the show, is like you haven't lost a step. So that's where I, w- I was kind of going with the thought of chant- starting a You Still Got It chant. And I'll say this. Um, he n- not only didn't lose a step, I think he gained one. Maybe even more, uh, you could say. He's gotten better, which is scary because he was really good before. Yes. Um, I even think for his uh, first match in AIW, a lot of people were talking about him. And he got him another match later that day. Yeah, there were there were what two people that had that effect that night? Him and uh, AJ yep. Gray. And think about that one for a second. But good call. Um, but that that's the two people I remember everybody talking about at the end of Jaylet that year because that was you know obviously day two stuff and it's like look this this kid debuted look what he did and AJ Gray you know had his match and he fucking killed it too. That's what's so so awesome and I think. Um, I'm happy to see Chase back. He absolutely killed it. Uh, definitely had my pick wrong, but I'm happy to see him back. Uh, any uh, additional thoughts on this match, Caden? Oh, 
it's hard to even explain it. It was so high, like fast pace, and it wasn't really that long of a match either. But it felt like it was about twenty minutes. They did so much in the short time they had for that match. Uh, it was Chase. Chase didn't die, so Chase Oliver won via SSP. Shooting Star Press. Tried to type in that out. Can't abbreviate it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that was a great way to start start it off. You have two AIW students who... Two very contrasting styles. Yes. Um, it's unfortunate that Chase has had the history that he has had. And to come out and be like, everybody, remember me. This is what I did. And, oh, yeah, IWTV, here's who I am. This is what I do. Love it. This match is essentially a reminder of how much he's actually able to pull off. Yes. It was just a really highlight want, reel of his, essentially. I really want him and VSK next. I think that's that'd be uh, another crazy match. Well, that can transition us to the next match. VSK versus Dominic Greeny. Um, I don't have much to say about this match, but uh, I do love VSK. I've, Why is that? <laughs> Because he also loves Shawn Michaels. We both have a, a deep appreciation for the Heartbreak Kid. Different reason I thought you were going to give. I'll take that one. <laughs> well, because he's a, he's a creative pro. And right? he tried to start a creative pro, Chant. I like creative pro. Name me one creative pro wrestler that has debuted in AIW that hasn't been awesome. Not going to do that for the sake of people getting mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Who would get mad it's at been you? Cancelled enough before. Not doing that one again. So let's look at this. So VSK was basically the de facto leader of this creative pro group. Dom, the de facto de facto leader of the AIW group. So the two leaders were basically having this uh this match. Team captains. Yeah. And uh it's a pretty decent match. A pretty decent little match. The uh felt like the ending came out of nowhere. Was a little surprised by that. Um, which is a good thing yeah uh, and then I was a little bit more surprised by even stuff that happened after the match so certain person in the match's actions afterwards Mm -hmm. I don't know why you're beating around the bush this is a review episode so you could say (laughs) no spoilers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we tweet out spoilers at wrestling cheers I don't I I would say I I don't know if you know that but you help do it so Actually, you're the one who actually tweets the spoilers. I just tweet out the matches happening. I know the move names sometimes. Yeah, I'm garbage at that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't want to believe it. Tell me a lie. Um, It was VSK. One via roll-up because, you know, Big Twan Tucker was getting hype. Going crazy. too hype. Too woke. Uh, He was going crazy outside of the ring and caught Dom off guard and caused uh, caused a roll up. So, who wants to explain what happened after the match? Dom got mad. Dom got very mad. Big angry boy now. And to teach the student a lesson. So Dom attacks Big Twan Tucker. Where do we go from here? And please let the answer be violence is forever. But probably holding my breath on that one. What if he just comes out next month like nothing happened? <laughs> <laughs> back to normal just, just just big show turns left and right he'll do that one thing where he c- comes out to another uh person's music and fist uh bump everybody <laughs> if you 
know what I mean. So yeah, that's uh, VSK is you know still undefeated in AIW, and it looks like we're gonna see something with Dom and Big Twan Tucker. It was said during the I don't call it a halftime show, but like a little intermission show that AIW had where Dom ended up getting on the mic and saying that AIW halftime heat. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically saying that you know he made a man out of Bishop, so he's gonna make a man out of Big Twan now too. We're gonna get that WrestleMania weekend death match. <laughs> uh, next up next up is a very good match it was Alex Shelley versus Lee Moriarty in a submission match I mean all three of the matches they've had against each other have been really good so it's not a surprise how was this match on the feed Charlie Butters uh, it was real good this match uh, lived up to the expectations I was there live for the first two uh, it kind of sucked I wasn't there for this one to kind of cap it off, but uh, it came across great. Everything looked great. And I live streamed at least. Yes, so everybody could see the greatness. And then the post-match stuff was really beautiful. I really hope that they uh, that that he takes uh, Alex Shelley up on all three of his offers. Um, those would all be great things. Um, the story that they told uh, with all three matches was really cool. This was a a crowning moment to take Lee to the next level, and I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Uh, he had a match uh, on Sunday as well, and the crowd. Uh, I think I think this kind of helped his his uh, his star because the crowd knew who he was and was behind him instantly at the other show, and it was really wonderful and. Uh, I, I hope that he does uh, all the best things. He will have a contract sooner than later. Wasn't it? Especially how wrestling is now. Didn't we say Lee was the one of the debuts of 2019? I mean, he was really the top of the list that I think everybody had. And then we kind of just like shuffled around with other other debuts we enjoyed but he was the, the top like he's he accomplished the most in his first year with the company and i mean and that's without winning a title he has proven so much it's it's really wonderful to see this, maybe he needs a title this is what i was thinking about uh some point this weekend after the show a year ago actually let's uh not start with a year ago the next show is the new talent initiative. So that takes us back to a year ago. Lee, he is, he's been a guy that bouncing around the local scene for a little while, never really making it in AIW, but was really showed Thorne how dedicated he was. Cause I, what was it? He was the only non AIW student to do the ultimate, ultimate seminar. Yeah. Do the ultimate dragon seminar. That was his start in yeah. a way. Yeah. So that showed John Thorne, that he he was not just this random fucking wrestler. He he was the only one to fucking do it. Which it's it sounds weird, like oh, signing up for a seminar. That's nothing that you know wrestlers do it all the time. But for some reason, nobody wanted to sign up for Ultimo Dragon that weren't AIW students. He does it, makes an impression. Year ago, does the New Town Initiative and has been booked almost every AIW show since then, at least. All but maybe a, a. I think he missed one or two. Yeah, so it's been very close, but you know, getting bit by bit, like shots and matches, and then he gets this with Shelley. So now, one year later, just by doing the new talent initiative, 
He has three matches with Alex Shelley. And what we have coming out of this, because it was uh, Lee Moriarty who won. Yeah, Stole he, Shelley's move from him. The uh, Yeah, the border city stretch. And he now has the opportunity for a three, uh, uh, best of three, two out of three falls with Alex Shelley. At some point in the future, he also threw out that he's going to help him get to Japan and potentially start a tag team with Alex Shelley called S&M. Um, all because this dude, uh, Lee Moriarty, did the Ultimo Dragon Seminar, did the New Talent Initiative, and it's just, he is hungry. And that's one thing I absolutely love about him. Watching him at other shows to now has been awesome. And now more and more people are learning who Lee Moriarty is, and he fucking deserves it. I'm really, really, really happy. He's had a great weekend, drove straight back from uh, Indianapolis, and went to work uh, today of this recording, which is obviously Monday. A um, lot of love for Lee Moriarty. But, yeah, that was uh, how it ended. And uh, anything anything to add? Lee's only going up. No, there. there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of love in the room for Lee, man. I'll tell you what. He's improved so much in the few years I've been watching him. I want to say it's 2016 is when I first saw him. I might be wrong on that, but roughly four years almost. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody even say anything bad about him. He's somewhat universally loved. A lot of positivity loved. about him. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I had, I'll, I'll openly say this. I don't know if I'll say the wrestler's name, but I had like a, a private conversation with a particular wrestler from the Pittsburgh area. And we talked about Lee and he echoed what a lot of us say that, you know, he's going to be a dude that's going to, he's going to make it to Japan. He's going to have the whole world knowing his name. Like, and it's not right now, but he's working towards it. And it's, it's so close to becoming true. And even that was months ago. Like the dude, and he deserves it. That's the, the biggest thing that I'll ever say about Lee. Absolutely deserves it. And he's working hard to accomplish whatever goals he has set. And he's accomplishing most of them faster than you think. He also, he, what, did he just have the debut? Yeah, he just had the debut also in Southern Underground Pro. He's doing all right for himself. Yes. Taking the Midwest by storm. As long as he uses that one theme. I love it. (laughs) You don't like boot up? Not as much as I do the other one. I don't know the name off the top of my head. I have it in the playlist, but... uh, Boa Noita, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Oh, fucking love that song. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that playlist, uh, we we have a song that we just added. Um, we have Hornswoggle <laughs> versus Super Opera, who came out? Oh Lord. Uh, who came out to Lizzo? So. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. This was a spectacle in the best way possible. Uh, match of the year candidate. <laughs> I have it on my list already. So, got a couple coming out of this show. We had the world getting to know the name Lee Moriarty, and then we have the world getting to know the name Super Oprah. I love it. How was this match on the feed, Charlie? Uh, this was. <laughs> It was really interesting. Um, 
I was very confused at the whole like twerking thing with the person and on the chair. Uh, Another local wrestler. Okay. I I was, I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, wait, is that a fan from the crowd? How did this person get in the ring? I, I I missed part of this first that, that opening part. Like I, I was doing something, but I did watch the rest of the entire match and loved every bit of it. Uh, definitely. Um, I think everybody won in this uh, the scenario. That's definitely a uh, a thing Stacy said would happen, and I think I think it came true. It, it, everybody won watching this match. It was, uh, yeah, everything. Uh, you get a uh, the. I'll say this: it's Thorne is so good at when making this first impression with everybody, and this show very much gave a taste of everything AIW has to offer, and this match was definitely no different. There's definitely a spot for this kind of stuff in AIW, and uh, it was really, really fun. It followed the previous match surprisingly well. It was so different. I think that's why it followed so well. Exactly. No, I think AIW is very, very good at it. I think this was the match that, Caden, you were having issues and the result didn't come out till like... I didn't notice that until later. That's my fault. I, I know. I, I caught it. I seen it show up on the feed later on. But you, and you did kind of what I do when... Every so once in a while for some people who don't know, when we tweet out results, if... I know with my phone, if it's having trouble sending out, it just sends it to my drafts and I'm like, I don't see the notification or something. So many, many times we'll all go look in my drafts and, Oh, there, there's this tweet that was supposed to send out. But luckily where I was sitting, I was getting signal just fine. So I usually do. Yeah. That's what I thought was crazy. I'm like, shit, I'm having no issues whatsoever. And I tweeted out, uh, uh, no, a video later in the night, a uh, really short one. I tweeted out, uh, all the regular stuff, no issues whatsoever but um it was it was swoggle winning with uh via rko cutter rko whatever you want to call it yeah so look at me knowing knowing finishes off the top of my head but then again i did go back and rewatch this one because i just fucking had to how could you not uh next up after this we had aeroform versus to infinity and beyond versus bitcoin boys versus 40 acres and the winner would get a tag team title shot at thunder in paradise in tampa florida first time that this night i said we're not safe and we indeed we're not safe yeah the biggest we we aren't safe was the end of the fucking night we'll, we'll definitely get to that we'll one. get to that one but yeah um good good match i like uh it, it's hard to I can't say rude against because I felt like we showed a lot more love to to Infinity Beyond than we normally do. They're actually a good tag team. It's just fun to boo them. It is like I, I know there's people out there that says like we needed to show more respect to them. And that's kind of why I was like, okay, I'm going to show you more respect. We are actually, but we do. It's just really, really fun to boo them because they're good at the job. But I think we've said too, like one of the biggest issues is just them as champions. That's what we didn't like. You throw them non-title versus any team and they're going to be so much fun to watch as put them in a regular tag match on the show and you'll probably get a decent little yay we like you guys 
Yeah. But as fans who have been around for six, seven years, you've seen the, the up and ups and downs of two infinity and beyond and the times where the it was just lost entertainment series. Yeah. Like a year plus. Not a bad series of matches. No, no. Uh, but it was just this big back and forth between the teams and the, the, the two infinity and beyond, like all were always tag team champions. So that's why we, like a lot of us fans, have been soured by them. Love them to death. I think Cheech is fucking awesome. Takes so much heat. And Colin is just a dude who's, we've watched forever. Like he was at my first AIW show. And I've even said it when I interviewed him. I don't look at him as a former WWE wrestler anymore. I look at him as an AIW wrestler. And there's a lot of love for him. Uh, especially, you know, what, you know, what he just did with AEW and everything, a lot of love, a lot of respect, but they're just a tag team that we like to, we like to root against. They are what I have always been with Tim Donst, a dude that I just love booing. And it's the same thing with this tag team. Side note, if he returns a gauntlet for the gold, I might go crazy because I might be really excited for it. I definitely remember hearing an eat shit cheech chant during the show. So yes, there there was. Uh, Jay Week weekend 2019. It's just escalated from there. It definitely came across very loud and clear on the stream. We chant wa- dumb things sometimes. It, it warmed my heart. Now, there's no secret. I, I absolutely love uh, multi-man tag matches. Uh, it's definitely something that can be hit or miss. Um, I think this one mostly landed pretty well. Um, well when they're done right like this, they're really really enjoyable yes and i thought everything was uh done really well there was lots of uh interesting spots that made me go oh well maybe so-and-so is gonna win maybe this team's gonna win so i felt like they did that really well um overall this is is definitely uh one of my favorite matches on the show and uh dude how good are the bitcoin boys right now think how good they're gonna be in like a year from now, if they're this good now, they like, aren't even just, a year in yet. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, it hasn't even been a year since their debut, and they're just so damn good. And just imagine another year. Oh, I think it helps their styles are so similar. They make the perfect tag team. And and you add the Duke into that, and it's yeah, they're they're doing something right. Yep, or wrong, depending on how you look at it. And of course, Forty Acres are just consummate professionals i mean you get aj and trey in there it's my favorite combo they kill it pb on the outside i could hear him yelling into the uh the microphone on the the camera at ringside and uh so you could kind of hear him throughout it was a uh, real good time man that, that match was real real good well punching their ticket to tampa was to infinity Mion, who won via double stomp backpack Chain. Double stop, backpack, chin breaker. Chin they probably breaker. have a name for that one too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that actually led us to intermission. Yeah, there was no way they were having something after this without a little bit of a break. We had a ten minute break. Well, according to Steve Guy, I didn't count on the on the feed if that's what it was, but it it wasn't very long. Like I I forget what I did during intermission, but oh. I know what I did now, but I didn't have much time. So, so when they started intermission, I ran to the dollar store and grabbed a couple things so that I, because I, I wanted to, to munch on some food while I was watching the show. 
And of course, I got stuck behind a lady who was buying like sleds and like everything under the sun. Buying groceries for the month. And it was just so bizarre. But it was also like what? eight or nine o'clock at night nine like eight thirty nine o'clock at night and she had to go get all this stuff so i was like what are you doing that it's late this is like three in the afternoon right i was like this is ridiculous so like i i actually tweeted that and then by the time i got back the um intermission it was definitely over and they there was a already a match going on so all right so since this is intermission uh we'll be taking our little intermission we'll be right back right after this come back from the intermission with whether you want to call him cpa or nick stapp kind of goes by both for right now versus your favorite wrestler what your favorite wrestler <laughs> uh, i don't know you're no. not gonna say yes or no to that one why <laughs> because he hugged me when he came out you gifted him with things afterwards yes beer always always beer but then I taunted him the next day when I got my uh, Black Pants Shawn Michaels Hasbro, because that's when he wants. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, Nick Stapp versus Alley Cat, which Alley Cat, AIW fan favorite. Uh, I don't know when when Nick came out, whether it was just nobody cares because we know you're going against Alley Cat, or was just people still uh, tied up with intermission. I didn't realize this match was starting. I turned my head and saw Allie doing her pose on the buckles. I'm like, oh, we're back from intermission. Okay. You know what? One thing we, we looked over, because now uh, we have Charlie on, who was on the stream. So it's something I totally looked over. Not your fault, Charlie. Um, who ever put out these chairs, put them in a... Oh, my God. Put them in a straight uh, horseshoe pattern with no aisles. This was a fucking nightmare. These chairs sucked. I I don't know why anybody thought that would be a good idea, but as people who, you know, try to maybe go to the bar, maybe to go get food, maybe to go to the restroom, maybe to go out to smoke, or even go out, go over to the merch section, go over to the gimmick tables, fucking, it was a maze. I mean, it's bad. You knock over chairs, basically, to get out. Pretty much. Uh, the way that I described it is... Trey Lamar again. <coughs> it has to be. Uh, I would um, compare it to when we go to the shows and there's actually aisleways. Normally those get filled up. But there's always at least some sort of path still kind of there. This was... No, there was no... There was path. not a... 
Yeah, there's no path whatsoever, and it made it damn near impossible. I hope that never comes back. Like, put the chair somewhere else. Give oh, me. we're going to fix them next time. <laughs> we'll fix them. We'll go yeah, we'll get in there early, and we'll up. fix them for them. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of one thing. But anyway, I, I do want to talk about – happen to mention that because I just happened to think about it because, like I said, we were coming back from intermission. So I was getting back to my seat and – yeah, it's it's not a not a easy easy thing to do that as it should be. Um, I know mine was pretty easy. It was pretty comfy. I could lay lay out well, if I wanted to. Well, I didn't have people like holding me up at Dollar General either during intermission. So. <laughs> hey, she needed those sleds. I don't know what she, she needed them for the the storm. I guess I don't know. Prepare them for the rap show in a couple months. <laughs> Sounds like you. <laughs> I, I am out of ideas. They ran too many fans during the web smashes last year. I am out of ideas. I was about to say, you, you just added no some. Nice you, you, oh, yeah, God. No. You just added some. You thought, oh, I didn't think about sleds. Better get them before they go out of out of season. I'll figure something out. I always do, because I'm nuts. I'd fill them with tax or something. That'd be cool. So, um, how much of this match do you think you missed, uh, Charlie? When I came back into my apartment, uh, there was a door table being set up on the outside of the ring. About half. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, about half. So that's that's where I first got back, and I'm like, oh, man, this match is already going on. So I, got, I caught from there on, so yeah. You didn't really miss a lot. You still caught a good chunk of the match. He missed the White Claws. Yeah, though. I still got the, the – yeah, I did miss that. I did get the the story that was going on, and I, I did enjoy the remainder of the match, though. So, I think that you know the big story is is like these two are friends. I, I loved Ali's promo from before the match about what CPA stands for, and then at the end she's like, "What? He doesn't even go by that anymore. It's Nick Stapp. <laughs> the hell's that? The hell's Nick Stapp? So yeah, um, I think commentary was kind of discussing that too, and. Uh, I'm not sure that they got the reference that he was going for with the name, but it's like one of those things like uh, it's the closest thing to being a ghost because you like know an answer, but you can scream it at the TV, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jonah for that reference. He actually used that when we had a conversation the other night and I liked it. So stole it. So, yeah, Nick Stapp, Alley Cat, nah, fun match. I think that's kind of fun. We we had that story of just their friends, but they're still in a match. And I think we're what we're really seeing too is the evolution of CPA to Nick Stapp. And I don't, I don't think that's all the way figured out. Maybe he could use some help in AIW. Maybe a smart individual. Oh God, why? Name why? Uh, maybe his name is Mark. I don't know. I Absolutely want, not. <laughs> because I want Spark Mark Sterling in AIW. Why not? Yeah, yes, you do. Like three people in the AIW audience actually know who he is. That's not a dig at him, though. You think that just three people know? <laughs> Me, you, and someone else. Probably Charlie. Uh, I mean, there was enough people that I think that watched Beyond. Yeah, fair. I don't I'm know. Just being mean to the crowd. I don't know how many other uh, AIW fans maybe listen to Off the Hop Rope or Major Wrestling Figure podcast that he does, but I, I think 
there's at least enough that's watched beyond. And he's aligned with VSK there. We have VSK and AIW. You're really pushing for this one. I'm re- I am. I really fucking am. I just hope he gets in the car one day and come. But then, you know, like, I think he just moved to Massachusetts. So that's a fucking drive. I'll tell you, there's there's two uh, big gentlemen that uh, I would rather see in the car than, than him. But that's just my personal opinion. And uh, I think we're going to talk about them here next. So he, they, they can all be on the car, too. Get a bigger car. Nick's got a mini, minivan SUV with the extra <laughs> row of seating. Bring out the old family uh, minivans, you know, like the the big ones that uh, had a lot of room. I forget what they're called. Um, fuck, I can't think of like they're the, called buses. No, no. <laughs> you know, you gotta know what I'm talking about, Charlie. Like the old, like really big vans. You had your like regular vans, and then you had like these like big ones yeah i know what you're talking about uh i don't know i mean they they really would just need like a one of like the the vans that people use around here to haul the amish around so those usually have like three or four rows so they could definitely fit all their gear plus you know yeah but that van's coming from a different direction <laughs> anyway uh it was alicat one via the pussy power driver why didn't, why didn't you put pussy on there caden I'm family friendly. No swear. <laughs> AIW PG now. No swearing. Not allowed. Don't want to make Dan Housen mad. Get thrown off the air. All right. Next up, we do have Bear Country versus PME for the AIW Tag Team Championships. Two out of three of us definitely love Bear Country. I don't know where Bear you Country sit on. Is very, very good. I don't know where you sit on this, Caden. They've slowly become one of my favorite tag teams on the indies. I, I, I'm, Go ahead. I'm just going to say, I want them to be booked in AIW for a while. That's it. Yes. I, uh, I've i been a fan of them since the first time I saw them. They, they're they so impressive for their size. They can do so much stuff. And uh, they really... And they're two big dudes. They can actually do stuff and not just forearms. Right. And they, from everything I've heard from like... Uh, from people that you know, obviously work with them and, and do things with them, and have matches with them. They are very smart. They are very in tune with a lot of stuff, and it just makes me like to, to know like that they have a good time with them. Uh, I, I like them even more. I I really enjoy what they do. And um, how about that? The that's what we want to talk about. Let's talk about this. Let's yes. talk about the end of this match. Like the whole match itself was good. But the end of this Not match. Not going to take away from any, any of this. But the no. finish. Ah. Oh. I think what I kept thinking throughout the whole match, as much as I would love Bear Country to win, and I predicted, I thought that they would win the match, but not the titles to keep some momentum going forward. No. Uh, what happened was uh, PME retained via the Avalanche Sunset Dreams. Holy fuck literally after that move happened i sat there for maybe 30 seconds with this shocked look on my face like what the fuck did i just see that i'm pretty sure everyone has seen it in some form now be it a video or a gif which i mean it's been going around twitter the last couple days which i'm so happy it has been because it's if you ask me what my moment if you ask me what my moment of the night is not a match of the night or anything like the moment that 
that right there because that will live in my brain forever as much as I love Bear Country. And, of course, I still love PME. Like, that just echoed. Holy fuck. And it came out of nowhere. It wasn't this overly set up thing. It was a surprise, which makes it that much better. And here's where the disadvantage of being at home came into play because I was definitely looking at my phone and on Twitter and not when it happened. I was like, wait, what I miss? What I miss? And then I had to wait for Twitter to show me a GIF of of the finish because the way it was described, I was picturing something completely different. Uh, but the crowd reaction, I, I felt really bad that I, I missed it. But now that I've seen it and then I watched it back again today, uh, holy shit, man, that was just a thing of beauty and uh i it's funny every match i've seen from pme i want them to run back again with the teams that they faced for the tag titles like PME is very very good yes I, I want them and bitcoin again i want them in bear country again uh them and uh to infinity and beyond is going to be great again um it's oh they just Every team they step in the ring with is just they, they do something special with and it's really great and I love it and I want to see more. More, more, more. One thing that happens with my mind in professional wrestling, especially when you're a champion, I'm kind of trying to figure out who are you going to lose to? And PME is one of those uh, instances where I really... Who makes sense? Well, it's like who makes sense and how do you take the belts away from them? That out killing all of their momentum. I think they've they've had one of the best runs to the tag team titles. I can't think of anybody else that has captivated an audience like them. The only actually there is one. But I think with what we had with them, it's there's a reason why it doesn't feel the same and that was the old version of the production. This feels a little bit different because the, we had so many close moments with PME, and they got cheated. And then they go through the Chandler Rubings Memorial Tag Team Tournament, win, and then instantly, like, work. Pretty much got one last shot, where if they didn't win, that was probably it. Yes, and they came out and just said, nope, we're we're going for Colin and Cheech. Like, we're doing an absolution. And the, like I've said before, it was my, one of my matches of the year. The, the story that they told was awesome. And now we're going to see in Tampa, Florida at uh, Thunder in Paradise one more time with the biggest wrestling weekend of the year to Infinity and Beyond versus PME for the AIW tag team titles. In all honesty, I could see PME winning and I can also they see really two- solidify themselves as the n- new face of the tag division. But I can also see to Infinity and Beyond. No, let's not <laughs> put that one into the world. No more. You that puts PME back on the chase. They did it once. I mean, I could they could do. I don't know. Uh, I I don't think anything in wrestling is out of the question sometimes because anything can happen. Sometimes the point is to shock you. For example, speaking of to infinity and beyond, when they beat the Weird World, nobody seen that coming. There was a like that weird thing like ah, this is like a former tag team champions blah 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 blah. But when they beat Weird World. I think it surprised everybody. And saying that, if, you're, if you follow AIW all the time, it sounds weird saying Infinity and Beyond beating that was a surprise, but Weird World slowly became one of the favorite teams that year, and shockingly won the belts, 
and didn't really go far with them, sadly. Yeah. What would that be? Freaking to infinity and beyond. Let's say they actually beat PME for the titles. That means they have beaten both Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament winners uh, after they cashed in and after they won the titles. They were the, the ones who took them off. That'd be really interesting, but uh, that is a story and discussion for another day. Uh, uh, PME, still your AIW Tag Team Champions. Next up, uh, we had... Next up is Jeff. (laughs) Filthy Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb. The only thing that sometimes I feel Filthy's matches take a little bit for me to get into, and I think coming right after everything that was... PME versus Bear Country, like, there was a lot taken out of me, and I needed a little little recoup time. And Once this got going, though, it was fun. Yes. How was this on the feed, Butters? Uh, it was it was real good. Um, I don't remember a lot of it, honestly. Like, it was, I was still so uh, kind of catching up. It was over-the-top match, but it no, was like really, it, really It felt like it was like a, yeah. It was, it, it, it was like a nice, uh, real good, solid match in between that match and the, the main event, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. And yeah, I just I, I don't have a ton to say, honestly, about it. But it was good. Like I like I like Jeff Cobb. <laughs> I like both guys. Uh, to be fair, anything looks really good on Tom with that because like he sweats so profusely during the match. Like just remember him and Eddie. Going back and forth, and then just yeah, like you guys talked about, like the the Sekimoto match with like the sweat coming off of them, like the 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 match from Abso with them two, just seeing the soul leave the body with them chops, like with the sweat, it was so good. Gross, just men slapping meat, man, right there. That's a new way of describing beef boy matches. Yeah, I love it though. Thanks to Big E for that, because damn if it ain't the truth. I mean, not wrong. <laughs> it was Filthy Tom Lawler won via half Boston Crab. I, it looked like it was a bit different, but I didn't really know what to call it. Tried to rip Cobb's leg off. Let's go with that. <laughs> I think this was a good match to get us to the main event. So you didn't go from one insane match straight into another. Main event, Joshua Bishop versus Nick Gage versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham versus Wheeler Yuta versus Eric Stevens, who showed up 15 minutes before the match versus uh, Mance Warner. Winner. One of these people is not like the other. Wheeler Yuta. He's, he's, not, like, he's not like the rest. Anyway. Um, is it is it because he's cute? Yes. Okay. Um. Winner of this match gets a absolute title match at Thunder in Paradise, and um, there was a lot going on in this match. I think the funny thing is, if you look at our Twitter feed um, throughout the night, I was like retweeting stuff that was that was showing up on the Wrestling Cheers feed, or whether you know, kind of like obviously stuff about the show. And this one, there's no tweets in between. Uh, the beginning of the match and the end of the match. Yeah, because you're trying not to die. Yes. Uh, the, we were in danger. Holy fuck. And this match, um, because there was so much going on, I know, like, of all the matches, like, it probably pulled me in the most. 
just insanity. Um, especially there were, there was two moments right in front of us that Eric Stevens and Bishop were trade in chops. There was one where everybody else was kind of paying attention to something else going on. And then there was a, the other time more people were focused on that. I'm just like, Oh fuck. They just did this about five minutes ago. Now they're going to do it again. Holy shit. Uh, how was this match on the feed butters? So it got a little uh, crazy at some points. Uh, like you said, so they were kind of trying to figure out how to film it. It's felt like on the fly. So what they ended up doing was uh, the moving cam focused on what was going on uh, out in the crowd. And then anything else in the ring was kind of hard cammed for a bit until they got back into the ring. So once they figured out that was kind of the plan, then it was it was pretty easy to follow kind of what everything that was happening and i don't think they really missed anything on the feed that i remember uh so it was it's pretty decent as far as that's concerned uh kaden uh what what do you remember about this absolute insane running thing? a lot <laughs> the only match that i i guess i did running because this there was a little bit in this one but the big one going back to uh lee moriarty and alex shelley there was one point where uh Alex was about to throw Lee right in front of me or uh, Lee, Lee backdrop Shelly into the crowd. Yeah. And I thought he killed about four fans. I went back and watched it because this that point is where Charlie texts me and says Duke told me to to move and he called me heavyset. Um, unfortunately, that was Brian Carson, not the Duke. They do not sound alike. And uh, I watched. Yes, they do. To me, they do. I don't know. Uh, if if you go back and watch it right before uh, Alex Shelley goes into the crowd, you'll see me actually like get halfway up, kind of like I'm on, like I'm sitting down, but I got my feet ready because I'm like, uh oh, I don't like how this looks. And time to move. Just as you see them about to go, like I'm, I put all my weight on my feet. I'm like, nope. And I actually got a shout out from the struggles. Uh, on Twitter for it for my uh, uh, cat-like speed and reflexes because I was just like, nope, out of here. Anyway, um, this match. A lot of doors involved in this main event. A lot of doors. And, and what about that uh, Dr. Dan? I, my, my favorite thing was when he was giving people paper cuts and then he like tried to give Nick Cage a paper cut. Nick Cage and it did here. nothing. It was, a, it was amazing. Uh, that was that, that got me real good. Uh, I laughed real hard at that. Um, I liked everybody in this match so much. And, uh, so I, I was going to be happy pretty much any which way that it happened. And then the match got even better when a certain Mr. Bill Alfonso showed up and, uh, continued his streak of being a crazy man in this match. Yeah. The, there's so much to talk about this match. I kind of actually forgot Bill, uh, for a while Bill Alfonso came out because the, there was, like I said, just so much happening. Yeah, there was there was so much. But like I'm, it's all starting to come back to me now. Like I apparently there was a beer bottle thrown in the ring at some point at Nick Someone Gage. Threw a bottle at Gage and the dude just bolted. Uh, yeah, there was all kinds of craziness. This match was was pretty bonkers. This was indie. Tell us well, who won, Justin. Inside tell, jokes. Tell, tell, tell us who won. The crowd, we won. <laughs> One of us died. So, 
Punching his ticket to Tampa, Florida was Josh Bishop winning via Omega Driver. So it's actually a dominator into a pile drive for anyone that does not know. So another rematch, which I don't say that as like, oh, another rematch. It's just sometimes I think it's really cool to have a rematch that we, we've seen as AIW fans. And then um, not just another rematch. Well, real different. well, we, we got to set this up too. Who who came to tell us about this match? Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that aspect because we didn't tweet about it. <laughs> uh, Thorn came out and said it would be a no roped barbed wire match. So how do you? Oh no! I was about to say, how do you guys feel about that? Oh no! Someone uh, might actually die this time. I don't have a ghoul boner, so it doesn't uh, get me all excited. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, I I'm ex- I am excited for the match. I guess I, sh- I shouldn't say I'm not excited for it, but it's uh, it's going to be real um, violent, real intense, real, real, real crazy, real. Uh, th- th- again, this goes back to Thorne being able to give everybody a taste of what AIW is all about with some really different stuff. And uh this is going to be a, a showcase for we can do violence and deathmatch, right? So when AIW does death matches, they are very, very good at it. Yep. Especially when it's at WrestleRager, but <laughs> a proper death match show. That's probably the closest I'll ever get to a tournament of death is, is WrestleRager. So I'll, I'll take it. So this is good at GCW for us. A good death match. <laughs> Easy to doesn't count anymore. So, so that's where we are with Built to Last. Crazy, crazy fucking show. First show of AIW for the the decade, for the year, and I think we're off to a really, really good start. And looking forward to the year that we have. We still we have a show fucking next weekend. Uh, yep. <laughs> which for this podcast, it's great because I have. That's four AIW shows in a row, uh, and it's easy to figure out what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be talking about. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, what we have on par next week. So any final thoughts on this show? Uh, live experience with Caden. It's a very, very, very good way to start off the new year for AIW. It was a perfect, like, in a way, super card to show what the company's about. So much good stuff on this show. I should probably go back and rewatch the live stream. I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. The one thing that I'll I'll say is this was a rarity show from AIW where there was no like bigger names brought in. Um, some of the bigger names that were on the card were people that are are regulars. Regulars. Yeah. Uh, oh well, I mean, actually, Jeff Cobb was the bigger name, but. Which we didn't talk about that. That was his return after three and a half years. But I feel like even with him coming in, like there wasn't a big deal made about it. And it was more, it felt like this is an organic AIW show of this is what we have to offer. And we've been offering for a, a long time. And we don't necessarily need to bring in Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, ICP, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's fun as fuck. And I love it every single time. But look at what we have here this is awesome and we're bringing in newer names in aiw whether it be your levi everett whether it be bear country uh, whoever it is it's it's really crazy too if you go back and watch older aiw shows and you go oh 
man, they haven't been in AIW for a while. Oh, they're signed to WWE now. Oh, they're in AIW now. Oh, I can look at the Turner shows. No, God, yeah. Half the people that were on those shows are probably signed to some sort of deal now. Or their names that are more prevalent. Let's go. Let's talk about just very briefly because we're we need to wrap this show up. Uh, no, the, we don't. Twenty four hour podcast. Let's go. The the Sexpa bombs who are now known as besties in the world. When we were seeing them month after month, they were they were a nobody tag team. No offense to them, when, but that's well. I mean, when Bitchett was actually there and not dead. Yeah. So now they're like they're a very hot tag team, and it's rare to see them in AIW. It's it's crazy. I mean, that's kind of the shit that we see. If they're not signed and they didn't retire or anything, they're they're still killing it. And sometimes that's that's what happens in wrestling. There'd be too many names to name off from those early Turners up to like late Turner shows that are signed or just doing good things on the indies now. Way too many names. Uh, any final thoughts on the live stream, Butters? Uh, overall, uh, if you can stream it, that's great. But the live experience is 100 times better. And uh, definitely go go live over the stream, if, if at all possible. Um, of course, weather permitting and everything else. But yeah, like it was it was it was a good stream. Uh, I think it's definitely a um, step in the right direction for getting more eyes on AIW. And I know there's been a lot of people tweeting out that that was their first exposure and they can't wait to see more. And I know they just added the wrestle rave show, um, up on IWTV and I'm definitely going to be watching that. Cause I, I didn't get to go to that show last year. Uh, actually I don't think I went to any of the Winchester shows last year. So you missed uh, out. I did. And, uh, I'm going to hopefully rectify that this year. Um, definitely uh gonna check out that show and the overall i mean the live experience if you enjoyed yourself watching it on iwtv check out the live experience and be prepared to get addicted to it and want to go every single month because it's it's definitely very addictive to go and and have a blast every month definitely worth every penny i've spent doing it so and if you like to stream tweet iwtv and tell them more aiw streams please Sounds like uh, AEW did pretty well. Uh, obviously, they I hope so. They haven't released any numbers, but I think Thorne said something along the lines that uh, it, will, it looked very good. So It looked very good. That's <laughs> it. It's all argued. Very good. Very evil. Very nice. Ah, yes. Uh, any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go, Caden? As I said, very, very, very good show to start off AIW's year. Uh, I have I'm going to end up starting to repeat myself, but just watch the show if you haven't already. Everything's enjoyable in some way. Uh, follow me on Twitter or whatever social media you choose to. KVR216. I kind of do cool gifts sometimes. Gotten better at those. Yeah, that's about it. How about you, Butters? Uh, you can follow me at Twitter or Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters. Um, you can also check out my podcast, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Uh, this week we did a uh, double review. One uh, review is a WCW Thunder episode, and one is the first ever Joey Janela Spring Break featuring a drunk thorn on commentary, hmm. uh, which was really fun to hear. I wonder who reviewed what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's fun, and that's going to be kind of a, a, a thing going on forward. Um, we're going to do a couple reviews every week. Uh, the one coming up, this coming week, I'm going to talk about Bizarro Lucha because I really enjoy that show. 
And uh, also shout out to Righteous Jesse for giving me a shout out on that show. And uh, yeah. And of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330, much like you can find this show at Wrestling Chairs, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Chairs, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Chairs, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Chairs. Email, if you so choose, desire Wrestling Chairs at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, Wrestling Cheers.Podbean. Dot com. Check out our friends on the Trading Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, maybe Kick Out It Too, if they're coming back? We'll see. Uh, the IndieCast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Big Gold Bell Podcast, the co-host wrestling show, Spotlight Series, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, At Odds with Wrestling, and It's Evolution Baby. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and hopefully more people know the name, Lee Moriarty, and, fuck it, maybe even Super Oprah. Later. Yeah. 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 Yeah.